My topic this morning, we're still talking about putting on your best face. Ever since the fall, when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the soul is damaged goods, and it has the knowledge of good and evil. And that's why sometimes we're capable of shining and doing awesome things, and at other times we have an ugly face on. We want to be able to always live in the face of Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. We want that face to come through. And so I've been doing this series entitled, Putting on Your Best Face. And my sermon title this morning is Soul Talk. Soul Talk. You've heard of soul music. Uh, This is completely different. It's soul talk. And what I mean by that is this. Either your soul will talk to you. Or you will talk to your soul. Let me give you an example. Here's Joshua. Moses is gone. Moses, by the way, Joshua has to fill some pretty big shoes. How many of you would agree Joshua had to fill some pretty big shoes? (laughs) Big shoes. I mean, come on, let's face it. Here's Moses. Uh, Just the story of his birth was was a headliner. A Hebrew slave gives birth to a little boy. Pharaoh's killing all the newborn baby boys. Mom puts them in a basket, floats it down the river so that the baby might be spared. And Pharaoh's daughter is bathing in the river and takes a liking to this baby. And a slave child becomes the adopted child of the ruling house of the greatest empire in the world at that time. So here's Moses, grows up in Pharaoh's court, has got this phenomenal blockbuster story just about how he was born and spared, and Joshua has to follow in his footsteps. Pretty incredible feat. But then Moses comes along and has an encounter with God, a burning bush, Goes back to Pharaoh, takes his rod, throws it on the ground, turns into a serpent. Pharaoh gets his magicians. They throw their rods on the ground. They have seven snakes to Moses' one, and Moses' one snake eats up the other seven. Because of Pharaoh's rebellion, Moses prays a prayer, and plagues, seven plagues come over the nation. Finally, Pharaoh lets the people of the, the slave force go, his labor force, And they come to the Red Sea and Moses takes this rod and because of what was on him by God's ordination, he touches the Red Sea and it splits in half. Three million Hebrew slaves, the whole workforce of Egypt. Every time you, even today, thousands of years later, look at the wonders of Egypt. Remember, it was built on the backs and by the hands of the slave labor of the Hebrew people. And they walk through, and just as Pharaoh's army comes down, the waters drown them, close up. I mean, this is the act that Joshua has to follow. How many of you agree? Those are big shoes to have to fill. But that wasn't enough. Then Moses does stuff like they got no water, and he taps a rock, and water comes out of a rock and keeps gushing and, and waters three million people. They eat bread that angels eat. It was called the manna. And every morning there'd be fresh manna, and every night they feasted on quails. By the way, three million people, even if they were chickens, that'd have to be a lot of chickens. 
Have you ever eaten a quail? I can fit about 10 of them in my stomach. Can you imagine how many quail God had to bring every night? And this is the kind of show that Joshua had to follow. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's impossible. And I can understand it'd be some intimidation. I want to read you a story just before Moses said goodbye, um, long before he said goodbye, good 40 years before he said goodbye. He took one man from every tribe, 12 men. That's not 12, is it? 12 men. And uh, he said, I want you to represent your tribes and I want you to scout through the promised land. Uh, God told me it's a land of milk and honey. I want you to check it out and come back and give us a report. Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. Joshua and Caleb were two of those 12. And it says, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. I want you to note. The twelve came back, and the twelve said, when it's just them and Moses, it does flow with milk and honey, and here's some of the fruit. And if you read the story, the fruit was ginormous. It was huge. But the people who live there, they're powerful, and their cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. That's giants. He said, we even saw some giants there. Let's continue. The Amalekites lived near the Negev and the Hittites, the Jebusites and the Amorites. Now these are not giant people. Live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So here's all these people they saw that saying where they lived, they're not the giants, but there were some descendants of Anak. It's important that I stress this because I want to show you how the soul talks. If you let your soul talk to you, it's going to mess you up. Then Caleb... Caleb and Joshua, they were two guys full of faith and full of fire. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land because we can certainly do it. You see, Caleb was saying, I believe I am who I am says I am. That's what Caleb was saying. Next verse. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they explored. A bad report. They just came to Moses and said, hey, it is a land of milk and honey. And uh, here are the fruit. Look at this. It's phenomenal. We did see some giants and they are well fortified. Now, the land we explored devours those who are living in it. Cool. If that's true, let's just wait 10 days and everybody in that land will die and then we could go in. It's a bold-faced lie. You see, when your soul starts to speak, it'll speak out of inferiority, it'll speak out of fear, and fear has the anointing to magnify the ridiculously small. Thank you. Fear, false evidence appearing real. 
Fear has the ability to magnify the things that are ridiculously small. So they lie. Fear will exaggerate. Fear will embellish. Fear will intimidate. And in our soul is the knowledge of good and evil. And when our soul is talking to us, it will talk contrary to the mind of God. Caleb was in the mind of God and he said, we can surely do it. How do I know he was in the mind of God? Because God said to them, and you will conquer this land. Caleb had silenced his soul the same way he silenced the men and he spoke up. He silenced his own soul and he was trying to silence the soul of those men. But there's always itching ears who will listen to gossip, murmur, and criticism, and bad news spread fast even though it was a lie. The land we explored devours those living in it, and all the, and all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. All the people we saw were giants. It's a lie. And our soul will get into rejection. Our soul will get into negativity. Our soul will get into the flesh. And it will magnify to you the state that you're in, the problem that you're in. And it will tell you how everything around you is impossible. It'll tell you how you're a failure. It'll tell you how men will always beat on you. It'll tell you how you'll go from one broken relationship to another, to another, to another. I thank God. God, that I was born of a corruptible seed, but today I got a second shot at life and I am born again, and this time I am born again of an incorruptible seed through Jesus Christ. Can I get agreement? These men allowed their soul to talk to them rather than allowing the word of God that had already been spoken speak to them. My question is, soul talk goes on all the time. And either your soul will talk to you or you will learn how to take the word of God and talk to your soul. These men allowed their soul to talk to them, and then they allowed their soul to talk through them. And the problem is that when we live and allow our soul to talk to us, sooner or later, what the heart is full of, the mouth will say, and soul talk will come out of our mouth, and it'll pollute other people as well. They lied. And then they said, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and they probably did, because their soul was not in alignment with the words of God. But watch this, and we looked the same to them. How did they know that? Did they go up to one of those big bad giants that they were so afraid of and say, uh, how do we look to you? The soul will assume and treat assumption like it's a fact. Oh, this is good preaching. Good preaching, Pastor Rob. 
Your soul will see and hear the most negative of things and treat it as a fact. There is only one fact on which I will stand and that is that my father is the great I am that I am. Praise God. That's soul talk. Caleb talked to his soul. And Caleb said, we can do this. Now I want to I take you, 40 years go by, they never entered the promised land. In fact, the Bible says every one of those men died in the wilderness. Only Caleb and Joshua survived them. The two men that said, we can do it. You see, your soul will bring you to an early grave. But if you allow the words of life that come out of God's book and out of God's spirit to be in you, the word of God will override your soul and bring your soul into agreement and he will take you to rivers of living waters. Amen. Absolutely. So turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. You know, I knew God told me what I was going to preach last Sunday, and so I think it was Friday, I called up my son-in-law, Stephen, who's the pastor of the worship team, and I said, Stephen, just out of curiosity, are you going to be singing that song, I Believe I Am, Who You Say I Am? Because if he said no, I was going to say, would you do it? Is it too late to include it? He said, Dad, absolutely, how'd you know? I said, I didn't, I was just asking. He said, yeah, it's part of the lineup. Awesome. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, that whole worship service was a prelude. It was baptizing us in a truth that God wants to preach today. And he and I did not collaborate. And by the way, those last few verses we sang, after I did a little thing out of his spirit, the Holy Ghost, he just made a new song, made new words, and Matt quickly up there on the screen threw the words up. That wasn't prepared stuff. That isn't polished stuff. That has never been sung before. Isn't it good to just flow in the Holy Ghost? Amen. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. God says to Joshua, uh, even prior to this verse, he says, Joshua, everywhere you put your feet, I'm going to give that land to you. And so Joshua basically had to take off his boots and step into the big shoes of Moses. And sometimes in life, you got to step into stuff that actually looks bigger than what you're capable of, and you got to fill some mighty big shoes. But here's the thing. God believes in the Christ who is in you and believes that you can walk in big shoes. Uh, hang on, I'll try that again. I think my congregation is awake today. I said, God will always make you bigger than the task that he calls you to. So here's Joshua sticking on Moses' shoes, and now he's called to bring these people. Man, Moses, his life was so amazing, they could make a movie about it. And Joshua is going to have to follow in his footsteps. But God says to Joshua, everywhere, 
that you put your feet, I will give you that land. Man, I want to tell you, if God said to me, everywhere you put your feet, I'm going to give you that land, I'd put snowshoes on and go walking. Because I want to cover as much territory as I can. Praise God. Are you in agreement? Say, I don't know this guy, but, and he doesn't know me. He's probably convinced about now this guy's a wacko. If nothing else, you'll be able to go and say he was crazy, but it was a fun show. Okay? But God says everywhere you stick your feet, I'm going to give you that land. So, you know, you've got to be willing to conquer your giants. You got to be willing to conquer your fears. You got to be willing to conquer the adversity. But you will never conquer the land and never conquer a giant until you conquer your soul. And either your soul will talk to you or you will talk to your soul. And everywhere you go, God will give you the victory. Joshua, I'm going to keep these shoes on. Everywhere I put my feet. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, 8. Let's do this real quick. It's a funny way to walk upstairs. <laughs> Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Watch. Keep this book of the law. Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch from Genesis. Starting with Genesis, he says, keep this book always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it, and then you'll be prosperous and successful. You see, we read that. We read that with legalistic eyes. Look at the law of the Lord, so that then you'll be able to do everything, physically obey every law and every commandment. Yeah? I want to follow the Word of God, but I want to show you what this really means in the Hebrew he says, meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything that is written in it. And that word meditate is the word daga, and it means speak it, talk it, imagine it, study it, utter it, mutter it. Roar that word of God, growl that word of God. You see, God says, let it be on your lips and never let it depart from your lips. He says, Joshua, a whole generation perished in the wilderness because their soul spoke to them. But I'm going to tell you, Joshua, the key to success is for you to take my word and talk to your soul. 
Either your soul will talk to you or you will talk to your soul. And if you fill your mind and your emotions with the word of God, then every word that comes out of your mouth will be healing to your soul and your soul will come into alignment and into agreement with your spirit and with the spirit of God. These boots were made for walking, and that's what they're going to do. Hey, listen, you were meant to be in the top 20%. You see, there were 12 guys, but only two ever went into the promise. And sometimes I wonder, for all the Christians, how many of us are the Caleb's and Joshua that will lead a generation into the blessing of God? You see, I believe that we're meant to be the head and not the tail. We're meant to be in the top 20%. In fact, 2 out of 12 is more like 17, the top 17%. I believe with Christ in you, you're far bigger than what your soul wants to tell you you are. And so soul talk is about taking the Word of God and talking to your soul. Taking God's words and speaking them out loud, and letting your emotions wrap around the belief systems of God. You see, you can know something intellectually, or you can know something with your intellect, and then also know it in your emotions. And so sometimes when I'm learning a new truth, I get the principle, I get the theory, but then I say it to myself again and again and again and again, And every time I say it to myself, I start to believe it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And as I keep repeating the Word of God to myself, I start to believe it just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And every time I believe it a little bit more, my emotions start to get stirred and my emotions start to believe it. Listen, God has designed the soul prior to the fall that the mind of your intellect and the mind of your emotions would be in agreement. They are the activators of the will. Your soul is made up of your intellect, your emotions, and your will. When the mind of logic and the mind of emotions agree, then anything you will, will happen. God looked at the Tower of Babel and he said, nothing these people imagine will be impossible to them because they understood how to take the the mind of their intellect and the mind of their emotions and come into agreement with one another and everything they agreed on, they did. God wants you to take the mind of your intellect and the mind of your emotions and speak the word of God so that you hear it again and again, so that your soul is coming into agreement with the mind of God, the heart of God, and the Spirit of God. So a sermon's only as good as what we live it. So this is one of those um, virtual reality sermons. Because now you're going to become the preachers. This is how we do soul talk. God said, don't ever let it leave your lips. You know what we ought to do? We ought to take scriptures, positive scriptures, write them on white tape, 
and paste it over our lips. And then get a little blade and make a slit so that we can say those words over and over and over again. I'm going to throw a scripture up here. Oh, by the way, God said you'll be prosperous and God said you'll be successful. The word prosperous means break out, go over and above and be profitable. Oh, but that was to Joshua and the Hebrew people. Er, Stop. What does the word of God say? What do we know about God? God is no respecter of persons. What does that mean? He disrespects everyone? He doesn't respect anyone? No. When the word says God is no respecter of words, it means he's not biased. He's not prejudiced. He doesn't have a racial slant. He is the same for everyone who comes to him in Jesus' name. Okay? So, yeah, yeah, go, go. Give the Lord a hand. And, and the word successful in the Hebrew, sokal, means if you, if you keep confessing the word of God, if you keep quoting these scriptures to yourself, your soul will break out. You will break out of the norm and go beyond and you will become expert in instruction you will deal prudently you will give skillful instruction you will be able to teach others you will have understanding wisdom and you will guide wittingly wow i want to be prosperous and successful in god's definition how many of you can say amen to that so we're going to have a virtual sermon here Everyone stand with me. Put the next scripture on the screen. You see, Proverbs 29, verse 25, and put your big shoes on. Because you're not going to just live the life you've been living. You're going to live a bigger life. Hello? How many of you agree Jesus had big shoes? Did Jesus have big shoes? Well, that same Jesus is living in you, so you got to accommodate your shoes to fit Jesus and you inside those shoes. What am I saying? God wants you to break out of where you've been. God wants you to go above and beyond. God wants you to know that with Christ in you, there is a whole world of potential because he is. I am that I am. There is no end to who he is. And no end to who you can be in Christ Jesus. So Proverbs 29, verse 25, this is how I do soul talk. It says, the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. How many of you have ever been afraid of someone? How many of you have ever been afraid of a certain type of people? It might be a dominant man. It might be an authority figure. How many of you, when the ball says, hey, I want to see you in my room right now, how many of you immediately start to think, what did I do wrong? Okay, here we go. Proverbs 29, verse 25. You see, the other 10 out of the 12 were afraid of men. They had a severe, acute case of the fear of man. And this says, the fear of man will prove to be a trap. It'll trap you. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So that's what the Word of God says. So I soul talk to myself and I say, Rob Scarallo, don't be afraid of any man. 
It doesn't matter if they're bigger than you, better than you, smarter than you. Be afraid of no person, no individual. Be afraid of no demon. Be afraid of not even Satan because whoever trusts in the Lord is always kept safe. I will not let my past intimidate me. I will not let the memory of my childhood and people who abused me uh, be overcast onto people I have relationship with today because the fear of man will ensnare me. What, what I was afraid of yesterday will trap me today. What I was held in fear of because of dominant, aggressive, abusive people who defiled me and took advantage of me. If I don't get rid of that fear, it will be overcast on every person I see. And I, by my choice, will end up living in a prison and the enemy will be happy. No, the fear of man is a trap. I will not be afraid because I trust in the Lord and he will keep me safe. Soul talk. You are taking the spirit of God's word and you are converting your soul. Are you hearing me? You're bringing your soul into alignment with God's word, which is always in alignment with God's heart. Listen, if you want to live that spirit-led life, you got to stop being led by your soul. You cannot be led by the spirit and get words of knowledge and hear in the Holy Ghost and be able to do miraculous things in Jesus' name if your soul dominates you. Let's face it. The soul is broken. But with the Word of God, it can be healed and come into agreement with the Spirit of God. Can I get an agreement? All right. So I want everybody to repeat after me. The fear of man will be a snare. It'll be a trap. It'll put me in a prison. If I am afraid of humans, am I afraid of people that seem to be better than me? I will be filled with terror. I will be filled with inferiority. I will balk at every new challenge. Therefore, the fear of man will not be in my mouth and it will not be in my heart because I am one who trusts in the Lord. And because I trust in the Lord, whatever I do, and wherever I go, he will keep me safe. Now, you all listen to me for a minute. You don't have to do this. This is not a legalistic church. You don't have to do it. But I promise you, if you don't do it, your soul will do it. And it will talk to you and it'll give you 10 reasons every morning why you're not even good enough to get out of bed. It'll give you 10 reasons every Sunday why you shouldn't go to church and if you do get to church, why you shouldn't lift your hands. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You did wrong yesterday. You're a failure. Your mama was this and you were born out of wedlock and all of this other garbage. You don't have to do this. But I promise you, because the devil is who the devil is, and because our soul has the knowledge of good and evil, your soul will talk to you. 
So you might as well talk to your soul and put it into agreement with God's Word. Can I get an amen? Give me the next verse. Everyone repeat after me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to hurt you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, yeah, yeah, that's a good scripture, isn't it? Yeah, but God was saying that to the people of Israel. Put the brakes on. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Hello? How many of you here are from the nation of Puerto Rico? Raise your hand. How many of you are from uh, uh, Colombia? Raise your hand. No Colombians? Thank you. I need a good cup of coffee. How many of you are from Louisiana? How many of you are from New York? How many of you have ancestry that goes back to Europe? How many of you are from Jamaica? How many of you are from somewhere other than here? That's all of Florida. God is no respecter of persons. Repeat after me. The great God of the heavens doesn't disrespect me by preferring others over me. Don't let your soul disqualify you from speaking scriptures like this. Are you hearing me? Don't let your soul talk to you. You got to know who your God is. You can't know who you are until you know who your daddy is. Repeat this after me. Just follow me. God said. Now when I use my name, I want you to use your name, okay? God said. Rob Scarallo. He has plans for you. And they're plans for you to prosper. He doesn't want you to fall on your face. He doesn't want you to fail. He doesn't want you to be tucked away in the middle of nowhere. God has plans for you. Rob Scarallo, God has plans for you. And he has plans to prosper you. He is not gonna hurt you. He is not the boogeyman. He is not looking to hit you with a baseball bat. You're getting quiet. No, 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 no. See, I think you missed an important point. It's not just head knowledge. It's emotional knowledge. When the mind of the intellect understands it and the mind of emotions come into agreement then you have power to trigger the will and whatsoever you desire it shall be done that's why jesus said over and over again whatever you desire with all of your heart with all your soul with all your strength with all your mind you got to bring all of your soul into agreement so as we say this come on i want you to mimic me I want your emotions to start grabbing hold of these truths because when your emotions grab hold of these truths, you will believe it in every part of you and that's what releases the power of God. Good preaching, Pastor Rob. Thank you. That was a brilliant point. I'm going to take a note of that 
I'm going back to listen to a podcast. I need to hear that again and again and again. I'm going to tell you, you take a top athlete and they not only train and think they can run whatever speed they have to do, they will grill their bodies to do it and they get themselves psyched up and they get themselves emotional. Every top producer won't just say it. If he's a top producer or she's a top producer, it's because they say it and emotionally they believe it as well. Don't, don't let the devil and don't let the religious church talk to you and say, oh, that's fanaticism. You're darn right I'm fanatical about the words of God. Absolutely. We get fanatical about all the other garbage out there in the world. If I open up the conversation of politics, watch the emotions flare in this congregation. You better believe I'm going to get emotional about the word of God. I believe it with my mind of my intellect and the mind of my emotions. So everybody, repeat after me. God has plans for me. Rob Scarallo. And they are plans to prosper me. They are plans for me to break out and go beyond. He is not going to hurt me. He's not going to punish me. He's not going to make a fool of me. God is on my side. God is with me. God is in me. God is around me. And God is for me. And he will give me a hope. And he will give me a future. And it's a good future. Isaiah 40, verse 29. See, I do this stuff all the time. Because my, my soul will talk garbage. You see, you let your soul talk. You can let the fruit of the knowledge of evil... Dribble out of your mouth. Or you can let the fruit of the knowledge of good get into your soul. Repeat after me. God gives strength to the weary. I'm tired. I feel broken down. But God gives me strength. God himself gives me strength. The doctor says I have such and such a condition. And I feel the symptoms. But God gives strength. And he increases the power of the weak. My God increases his power in me so that I can break out and go over and above anything I've done in the past. Give me the next verse. Even youth grow tired and weary. Thank God I was starting to think at 60 it was only me. 
Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Are you ready? My God renews my strength, and I will soar on the wings of an eagle. I will run and not be weary. I will walk and not faint. The young will get tired. The old will get tired. But God promises to renew my strength. You ever notice you get to work and you have a coffee break with some of your workmates and they start sharing some terrible news and then it's almost as if it's a contest. Everybody wants to see if they could top it with worse news. And sometimes we do it. We got to do this stuff. Your soul will talk to you. You got to talk the word of God to your soul. Can I get an agreement? While you're standing, we're going to close. I'm going to ask those that I've Encouraged to be part of my prayer team to come on out the front. I've printed up the notes. If you want a copy of notes, I've got a ton of scriptures there that you can soul talk to yourself. In fact, you want a whole heap of scriptures? I'll give them to you for free. They're in your Bible. Soul talk. Either you will talk to your soul with the Word of God, or your soul will talk to you with garbage. Church, let's put on our best face. And my best face is Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I'm going to talk like my daddy talks. I'm going to talk like the Word of God talks. You see, God was giving Joshua a hidden formula for success. God knew there were some giants in the land. They're not all giants. Fear will lie to you. Insecurity will lie to you. Cancer will lie to you. Sickness will lie to you. They are not Lord. They are not King. Jesus is. Paul, would you get me one of those notes? I don't have time to take you through all of them, but my goodness. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Give it to me, Matt. Ephesians 3, 16. Look at this. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. The power of God's spirit strengthens my spirit. And the power of God's wonderful spirit lives in my spirit. 
Watch what he says a couple of verses later, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. That power's at work in me. It's in me. It's in me. It's in me. If anybody be in Christ, behold, all things have passed away and all things have become new. It's in me. It's in me. Christ in me. Christ in me. Christ in me. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, by the power of his spirit, infused into your spirit because this God can do more than you ask or imagine if your soul is talking to you this is what you're going to imagine in the positive and this is what you're going to imagine in the negative Paul says the spirit of God will empower your inner being and God who can do more then you could ask or imagine, what's his name? I am that I am. It just keeps on going. He didn't put any limits on it. The God who can do more than you ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in you. This is one kind of soul music you don't want to listen to. Don't let your soul sing to you. You need to sing the praises of God to your soul. And I highly recommend everybody here in this place. You need to take a dozen scriptures like this and learn them verbatim. And then learn how to amplify them and put your name in there. Speak out everything that verse means. Become your own best preacher. Preach the Word of God to you. Amplify what it means and all of its contextual relevance to your life. If you do this, God said to Joshua, Joshua, if you do this, don't let it stop from coming from your mouth. Let it come out of your mouth. Let it be on your lips day and night. And if my word is on your lips, your ears will hear it, your soul will hear it, the mind of your intellect will believe it, the mind of your emotions will believe it, and then anything you ask, it will trigger your will, and because you're in agreement with my will, it'll trigger my will, and incredible power will be released through you. I believe I am who he says I am. Even if I wear funny looking shoes. The most important thing today, you need to ask Jesus in your heart. If you've never asked Christ into your heart, and friend, that's why you're here today. If you've slipped away, if you've walked away, if you've turned away, God has a way for you to come home. Every eye closed. If you've grown up in a religious home, but you never asked Jesus in your heart, sir, today's the day. Come on. Your daddy was a preacher, but you rebelled. 
Come on, today's the day. Come on. Come on. God wants to be your dad. He wants you to be his son. He doesn't just want to be your dad. He wants you as a son. He wants you as a daughter. Anyone and everyone here who has not asked Jesus Christ into their heart, come on, raise your hand and say, I want to do that right now. I want to let Jesus come into my heart. Put your hand up nice and high. You want to get your life back with God. You want him to live inside of you. Just raise your hand. You mean I'm talking to a house that's fully converted? Then if I am, then every one of you need to strap the Word of God around your mouth and speak to your soul. Because once you've spoken to your soul, then you can speak to the mountain. Once you've spoken to your soul and you've taken charge of your soul, then you can speak to the demons that harass you, the demons that try to make you cower. The fear of man is a snare. The devil knows if he could get you afraid of men, you'll be afraid of him. I will fear nothing, but I will love my Father with all my heart. And as I trust him, he will keep me safe. That's the word of God. Listen to it, soul. Soul of Rob Scarallo, there is nothing to fear. Nothing and no one to fear. God hasn't given you the spirit of the world. He hasn't given you a spirit of fear. But He's given you a spirit of power and of love. There's no rejection in God. Perfect love casts out rejection and fear. And He has given you a sound mind. They might think you're crazy. You're not crazy, son. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. Conquer your soul and you will conquer your enemies in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these people. They're hungry for your word. I thank you they don't look for a quick meal. They come for your word and they linger in your worship. Bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. I thank you, Father. Bless them. And Holy Spirit, I don't just want to preach good sermons, things that make people laugh or things they might even remember. Let these words become a revelation in their soul and in their spirit so that their soul will submit to their spirit as their spirit submits to your spirit, Father, so that we come back into divine order and agreement with our Father, our Creator, the God of the universe. Come, Holy Spirit, and start breaking chains off of people and start healing their inner soul. And where the enemy has bruised them, break down those strongholds now and all the lies in the name of Jesus. I thank you. You're setting the captives free. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. If you want prayer, come on out the front. The rest of you, God bless you. God love you. If you could stay and uh, help us do some work next door, we'll just be a couple of hours. It'll be a great opportunity. The church will be buying lunch for everybody who stays back. God bless you. Have an awesome week. God be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen.